What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everybody. I'm so excited to have you here with me. As you just heard, I'm Karen Leslie, and you're here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And we're on the Inspired Choices Network. Can't think of a better place to be. And I'm so glad you're here hanging out with me for the next little while. We have so much to talk about today. When I thought of having a show on distractions, I thought, oh, yeah, that should be interesting. I'm sure some things will come up for it. Well, little did I know that this was such a big topic. It may actually be one that we revisit again at another time because it's the more I sat with it and the more I sort of contemplated it, the more I realized just how much distractions have been a huge part of my life. So for those of you who are new and just getting to know who I am, you may not know anything about my history and I have, I don't know, decades and decades of time where things have not been super comfortable. Anxiety, depression, and eating disorder, suicidal thoughts. Like I know I say them very casually, and I can now, and they don't carry any charge for me anymore. But there was a time when they really impacted my life. They, they drove the bus. They dictated what I could do and what I could not do. And one of my coping techniques, one of the things I did was I used distractions. Distractions would get me through some of the tough times. Distractions would help me avoid some tough times or things I didn't really want to do. I could even use a distraction to stop myself from doing something that I actually thought would be nice to do. And I know that may sound ridiculous, like why would somebody do that? Well, in just a couple of words, I wasn't being kind to Karen. I had this mindset of what was okay for me to do and what wasn't. And as a result, these distractions would prevent me from doing things that might have actually been fun because I wouldn't feel that I deserved to have fun or that I was of any value or could contribute to whatever that activity might be or the people that may have been there, even if it was my own family. So distractions, yeah. I can talk about them for a long time. Fortunately, we have a time limit today, so we'll get in what we can. And it's very, very important to my heart to let you know right off the bat that a distraction really is it's not right and it's not wrong. What's key is that we know if we are using a distraction. And what's going on behind that? Just like I was saying, I would use a distraction to stop me from doing something that may have been really enjoyable. It may have actually had a lot of benefit for me. But I would stop. 
So we'll get into that a little bit more later in the show. What is really key is that we learn how to tell if we're in a distraction or not. So that can be a little tough. Distractions, when we've been working with them for a long time, especially like when I've been working with them for so many decades, and I think that's true for everybody. I may be wrong, but I think I think almost every single person on the planet will use distractions from time to time. In my case, they became a habit. They were like a rote behavior that they would just pop in and I would work in this distracted mode and I wouldn't even realize that that's what I was doing. I now see all the distractions I used so many years ago only because I've come out of many of them. I wouldn't say all of them, but I've come out of many of them. If you had asked if I was using distractions to keep myself hidden or to keep myself from doing certain things, you know, maybe let's say 30 years ago, I may have said yes and thought possibly there was a couple of things. I would not have been able to have had the awareness and the insight that I have now is just how many I did use. When it becomes a habit, when it just is an automatic response in our day, it takes practice. It takes that choice to actually say, I'm going to look at this and I want to see where are the distractions in my day to day. And then being focused in on that. I think very few of us do that. And then where I am now in Canada, in the Northern Hemisphere, today's March 1st, 2023. And some people look at this as being our first day of spring. Some will say it's going to come in a little bit still. But regardless, March has a, an energy to it for many people in the Northern Hemisphere of spring is approaching and there's that hope and there's a little bit of excitement and there's that feeling of yay soon i can put away all my heavy boots and mitts and winter coats and all of these things and in that energy of hope and excitement that renewal that comes through to me this is a perfect day to be looking at what are your distractions and how much do you love them which ones do you not love and from that space of renewal, look at, okay, what would I like to renew with me? What would I like to give up so that I may have a greater sense of hope to what I can create in the next months, in the next year? There doesn't need to be a time frame, but you can tap into the energy of this time of year and think, okay. What would I like to change? These distractions offer so many benefits to each and every person. They really, really do. And as I said, they're not right, they're not wrong, but it's key for us to look at them and say, okay, from a, a space of truth, vulnerability, honesty, is this helping me? And if it is, what is it giving me? What is the benefit? And we may not like all the answers and the awarenesses that we get. And that really, I hope, 
is going to be fine. That that's not going to stop you from continuing to look further. That realization that I was actually stopping myself from things that might have been enjoyable, that might have been a contribution to me. Was I comfortable with that? And no. Did I go and beat myself up for it? Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't know then what I know now. I didn't have all the tools that I have now. And I did go into judgment. I did go into thinking like, what are you doing, girl? Like, this is ridiculous. Who does this? Well, me. That's what I was doing. And if you find you're doing the same thing, and then you go into judgment about it, then I would really encourage you, if you don't have the tools to help yourself through that, if you don't have the tools or processes that work to, to stop that cycle of judgment, then reach out to somebody. If you have a coach, contact your coach. If you don't have one, you can look for one. You can contact myself. This is a big area that I work with with my clients. It's helping them get out of judgment. Everything we do, everything we do is based on a belief, based on a thought we have. Everything. You can disagree. That's cool. All of my beliefs and thoughts created my distractions. They helped me choose which ones to use when my body or mind felt that one was necessary. They helped me pick the ones that were more fun. I only became almost addicted. I think I was actually, when I say that out loud, I get that I was addicted to some of them for a period of time. And that was all based on a belief that I had about that action I was taking or inaction, right? A distraction can be something that pulls you away. I remember one of the things I would do when I got really angry um, with, I'm going to say my family, but to be honest, more my husband. And this was many years ago, probably 20 years ago. I would storm out of the house. I'd, I'd go out. I'd be dramatic. <laughs> I'd close the door and I'd leave. And I would almost stomp my way up the street. But I would go and I would walk. And I thought that this was helpful for me, that this was something that I needed to do. It was another form of one of my distractions. It was being passive aggressive towards my family, 100%, because I would refuse to have that conversation that was right there that I could have had to solve something. And I'd walk and I'd walk and I'd walk. And sometimes I'd stop and sit on a bench somewhere but I didn't want to be near any people. And I realized too, that there was time. No, there were a lot of times where I then didn't want to go home. I was trapped by my distraction. And I only realized very later on why that was, why did I have so much trouble going back home? And it was, it was that I was being, stuck and I was reinforcing myself as being the victim 
being in victim mode the whole time I was walking in that distraction. My mind was telling me this was a good thing. My mind was saying, you're teaching them a lesson. My mind was saying, go girl. Don't put up with that. Even if what I was putting up with, I actually instigated. I was reinforcing being stuck as a victim in my distraction. It took me a long time to realize that. It took me a while to realize that I needed to shift something so I could actually go home with more ease. But I was afraid to go back to the house. As silly as that may sound, that's what I experienced. I no longer have that distraction with me. I may go for a walk to kind of process some things, but I do it in a very different way and it's a contribution to me. And I'm happy to go back home when I'm finished the walk or when I'm tired and need to stop or when I've got that clarity that I was seeking. You know, this morning I was very distracted. I had, um, and I won't go into it too much now because we're going to go to our first break soon, but I had a, an, an appointment yesterday that gave me some news that my body has some cells on it that need to be removed. These cells are cancerous and it's like, okay, we need to get these out. Cool. So I'm going tomorrow. We'll get them out. I was finding I was getting distracted with thinking about that earlier. And then it was like, okay, what are you doing here? I was not going to go into victim mode. And I don't feel I have been in victim mode with this at all because I know and I knew well over a year ago that that's what these cells were. It just took time to be able to get them um, diagnosed. But I was working with the belief pattern that I knew I had in place that assisted my body in creating this condition that it currently has. This was, hmm, was it easy? Relatively easy, yeah. With all the work I've done, yeah. It was actually relatively easy to shift that perspective, to see what thoughts I had been still holding on to and supporting this. So it's very cool. You can shift things and change things very quickly if you're open to it. So on that note, I'm going to leave you thinking about that a little bit. Don't be worrying about what I just said about what my skin's doing right now. It's truly, it will be taken care of. I want you to think about, do you believe you can actually change your distractions that quickly as I did today? Would you even want to change your distractions that quickly? And it's okay to answer no. Not all of them need to go away. Maybe none of them need to go away from your perspective, and that's cool. But when we come back from our break, we're going to look at sort of, okay, what, dis what distractions are helpful? What ones aren't? And maybe help identify for yourself and myself which ones we want to hold on to and which ones we think we might want to change. So don't go away. I'm so happy that you're here with me on Cultivating Kindness with Karen. And remember, I always am happy to receive emails from anyone. So if you wish to get in touch with me, chat further about anything you hear on any of our shows or my shows, you know, please re reach out and you can write to me, karen at karenlesley.ca. So don't go away and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Thanks so much for being with me. 
We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Thank you so much for being here with me again in our second segment and finding out how much do you love your distractions? I found out that I actually have loved many, many, many distractions over many decades of my life. I've even held on to distractions that I didn't like. I've held on to distractions that I knew weren't very healthy. They, they really weren't a really good idea for me. But I kept them. So that may sound odd, but I'll bet that you've done the same thing. If you were to sit down with a pen and paper or Ideally, a pen and paper, not your computer, not your tablet. There's so much value in actually holding a pen and going onto paper and writing out information and your thoughts and things that you would like to work with. It engages the mind and the body, the brain, your, all your senses in a different way than when you type. There's actually, and I haven't read it yet, I just got um, uh, an article that I want to look at that talks about the energetic value and contribution that paper gives us when we're working with pen and paper. So maybe I'll be able to share more of that on another time. But if you were to write down all of the things that you think might be a distraction and all of the items that you maybe don't want to admit that are a distraction, that you're justifying as a behavior that's necessary, because we do that. If we don't want to know or acknowledge that something we're doing, an act, a task, we don't want it to be seen as a distraction because that word to us is negative. It's not something that's a good idea or helpful. Then you'll justify holding on to it. So if you are going to do that, if you are going to make that list, Ask yourself to be open 
to seeing everything. And do it as like a free writing. Just let things flow out. Don't judge them. Just let them flow out that pen. Get your favorite pen, your favorite color. Make it a task that's enjoyable. Make it something you really wish to do. Find your favorite place to sit. In my office, I have a chair that's just sits between two windows. And when the sun comes in, it's, it's, it's awesome. I love it. So that's where I sit. And I will write like that. And in doing that, you may be able to allow yourself to write down things that you don't want to see as a distraction. That you will write something down that you may not want to look at as something you might consider giving up in the future. And you don't have to give anything up either. Please know that. All I wish to do here today and in every show that I'm here with you is to give you options, to give you new ways to look at things and to encourage you, to like really encourage you, like in the commercial it says, to empower you so that you can make the choices of what is working for you, not based on habit, not based on an addictive way of doing something, not based on the fact that Somebody told you to do it that way or to do this or that, but to discover what it is that works for you. As I said in the first segment, and if you've just joined us now, I would encourage you to go back and listen to a couple of the ways where I had distractions in my past that I thought were helpful, that really were not helpful. They contributed to keeping me stuck. I also mentioned earlier that this is all based on a belief. Everything we do is based on a belief, on a thought. And a number of weeks ago, I had some shows on belief patterns and thought patterns and how they drive the bus, how they, they have so much strength in dictating what we do next, that we go into autopilot so easily, just like the distractions I'm talking about. A belief is amazing. A belief is encouraging. A belief can open up so many doors, like the belief that I had that I could do TV and radio shows. It was a belief that got me to do this. It was a belief that wouldn't let me do this. The previous five or six years I had thought thought about it. The exact same topic, two different ways of looking at it, two different outcomes. And I used some distractions to prevent me from coming to the belief that I could do this. So strong, so powerful. And I love it. It's so cool with what we can do. I could have gone into so much victimhood, so much woes me. I could have been... um, seeking out certain uh, emotional responses from people. 
after my appointment I had yesterday, you know, at the dermatologist. It wouldn't have been wrong, but it's not who I am now. That's not the energy that I want to carry and not the energy I want to put forward. But a few years ago, yeah, absolutely. I would have been looking for people to support me being a victim. I would have been using distractions that I that would keep me stuck there. I would have been using it as, well, an excuse, to be honest, an excuse to not have to do certain things. I could have been so distraught that I couldn't have shown up today. How ridiculous would that be? But it's a choice that I had the option of. So step one was recognizing that I was being, you know, I could have had that option to be a victim, right? And the way that I saw that is I recognized some familiar patterns and some familiar um, ways. I'm going to say it's energy in my body, but familiar feelings and sensations inside me were coming through. It first started last evening when I actually was explaining the um, appointment to my husband and my son. And I could feel myself looking for a certain response from them. It was a response that would have been almost, uh, it would have, how do I want to phrase this? It would have actually made me look good. It would have put me in a place where they had to respond to me differently, where they needed to do things for me. You know, I, I had another biopsy taken yesterday. Well, if your arm's sore, well, you know, you don't need to do that. I'll do it for you. I would have soaked that up in the past. So A was recognizing it. What is the feelings in my body that I saw? And I went, oh, okay, I am familiar with this. I haven't felt it for a while. What's going on? And asking myself questions. And I just listened and I heard the word victim. Heard, I'm doing air quotes for those of you on the audio. Um, I don't actually hear sounds, hear voice voices but I hear a thought, if that makes any sense. So that was the thought that came in. And I was like, all right, I ask questions. Am I looking to be a victim here? Am I looking for them to think, oh, poor Karen? And I got yes. And I was like, no, no. So I have a number of tools I use on a regular basis. One of the ones that I used right away was I called in what's called waves of kindness. and you will hear about it um, throughout my show periodically. And all you do is say the words waves of kindness. And I just let that energy flow to me and through me. And it was helping to move out that energy of being a victim, of looking to hold on to that energy of being a victim. And I just let the waves of kindness move through me. And then I said to myself, okay, truth, is this what you would like from your family? And I got a no. And last week, last week's show, mm, I'm going to guess the third, or I don't remember, third or fourth segment. So you can go back and listen to it. We talked about connecting to your body, how to find out what is a yes for your body and what is a no and the importance. I mean, it's very important to be connected to your body and to know what is good for it, what works well for it and what doesn't. 
So I, I asked, you know, truth, is that what I would like? And I, and I instantly got no. And I thought, great, thank you. And I thanked my body for its information. I thanked my body for its awareness, just all silently in my head. And then I asked, all right, so what energy would you like to be? Who would you like to be in this moment? And what I heard was, Karen, I just heard my name. And I thought, how cool is that? Be yourself. Don't put on airs. Don't put on past identities. Don't put on a show. Be you. Be Karen. And I stepped out of it. Now, I have been working for many years on letting go of so many areas in my life where being the victim was my chosen place to stand. So it was easy. But you can do it, too. You have to recognize that that's what you're doing. And then you need to make a choice that you would like to change that. And then there's work. There really is. So you work with somebody, myself, a coach, whomever you want, a counselor, whoever you've got that has your back will be honest with you, supportive with you, and kind, kind with you. And you can change these belief patterns. You can see what's become a habit. And you can also see the distractions that are there to help hold it in place. It's not rocket science, but it can be just as hard as rocket science if you're trying to do it alone. Nobody can be a rocket scientist without support, without teaching, without schooling, without hands-on experience. And that goes for everything in our life that we would like to learn and like to change. So you can do it too. You truly can. And the more we work with these tools and the more they become, they become my habits, then the easier it gets. And it's amazing. Right? Just be Karen. I'm not sure if I've ever heard that before. I think that may have been the first time yesterday. And that is really cool. That makes me so happy. Bruce, decades of not wanting to be Karen, not to, you know, choosing to be somebody else, choosing to show up here with this idea of who you need to see, this idea of who I thought you would need to see, to say the words that I thought you needed to hear, 100% from the perspective that if you don't see what you would like, don't hear what you would like, then that would be really awful for me to handle. That judgments I would take on myself for that would be, well, they would have been devastating, which is why I would never have decided to do a show like this. But last night it was, be Karen. And that's how I show up here. Because showing up as Karen is kindness to me and kindness to you. It's not, I was never being kind to other people by showing up as the person they expected. I mean, it, it, it truly was not a kindness. Although if you're doing that, you will look at it as a kindness. And I 100% understand that. I really do. 
showing up as who I am and knowing I'm going to change, knowing I could be different next week, that is okay. That is brilliant. And that is being kind and showing kindness to all parts of me. Alrighty. I've talked way too long. I need to go. The other break is here. It's actually passed. We're overdue. So please don't go away. And we're going to look at how to decide if your distractions are good or bad. So I'll be with you shortly. Bye. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Well, how fun was that? I've got a show where we're talking about distractions, and I get so distracted that I don't even remember to go for our break. So let me dial it in a little bit more here so that we can get everything in um, and, you know, do what's honorable and the right thing for the Inspired Choices Network. Like, these commercials are a really good idea. They're really important. <laughs> and it's just one of the aspects of being here that I love. So if you're just joining us, thank you so much. Um, if you want to know why I'm laughing and talking about distraction like this, you're going to have to go back and listen a little further into the first part of the show. I said when we came back that we would talk about how to know if a distraction's a good one or not a good one. So the one I just had, was it a good one? Yeah, I'm going to say it was a good one. It, I was following that train of thought, getting the energy that that's something you wanted to listen to. So, yeah, it's all fine. Not a problem. Let's look at some other examples, though, some other ways that we can get distracted. So, okay, we're going to talk about going and having a bath. I know from some of my friends um, not me. I'm not a huge fan of a bath, to be perfectly honest. But I know for some of my friends, going and having a bath is really helpful for them. So they could use the bath for a variety of different reasons. Their perception on it is that it's helpful. 
what would be really great is for the, each person to ask, is this helpful? Like I spoke about earlier in the show. How is this helpful? What is this contributing to me? Or what is this enabling me to avoid? So one of the things with distractions is they can actually create more stress in your life. We will often look at a distraction as a way of decreasing our stress. And that can happen 100%. But if you're not aware of what the distraction is doing for you, it could actually be increasing your stress level. If you spend the time in your distraction, let's say it is having a bath. By the time you run the bath, you sit in it for 20 minutes or however long that you wish to, you get toweled off, you get dressed again, you get everything all back on track. How much time has passed? If you've got one of these big, gorgeous, loving soaking tubs, you're waiting a while for that tub to fill up. Does that create a stress? Now you've changed your time frame for your day. Is there time pressure that you weren't expecting that you now have to deal with? Oh, I get a yes. Something's going on for somebody. You know, um, is taking that bath away for you to avoid something that you really could have been doing during that time frame? Or does it purposely or unconsciously shift your schedule so that now you don't have time to do something that you were thinking about doing in your day? That if you hadn't had the bath, you would have been able to have done it. Did having that bath enable you to avoid something? Did having that bath now just mess up your timetable for the day? Because if it's a distraction, they're often more unplanned than scheduled. So you probably didn't put in your calendar for the day that a set time you were going to have a bath. Now, on the other hand, that bath could be very much a contribution to you. While you're listening to the water run, while it's filling, is that soothing? Are you sitting in there with it? In that warm water, is it calming the muscles in your body? Were you getting stressed and tense? And so is that warm water and that softness, and maybe you put something in the water, is that helping you? For many people, water is a place where it brings them awarenesses and reflection and ideas. I get those in the shower, not so much in a bathtub, but many people do in a bath. And that can be one of the reasons for, for going into a bath, to figure it out, to sort it out to get an idea of how to move forward. The bath may energize your body. It may give you that extra energy. Um, what's the word I want other than energy? Get up and go is what I'm hearing to get something done that needs to be happening. And that bath was necessary to revitalize the cells. So we're talking about the same bath that can have very different implications on your day. This is why it's important to know. Oh, I've got a response in the chat room here. Invigorate and empower. See, it will work different ways for people. The key is knowing what it does for you. 
why you're choosing to have the bath, how is it helpful or how is it not helpful? And to be honest, right? Allow yourself to be very honest with yourself. If you really want to know what's going on and you would really like to make, make changes, it is so important to allow yourself to be honest with yourself and to know that you are going to leave judgment at the door. If you go into looking at this, already judging yourself as to what you may discover or find out, I don't know how much help it will be. I do know that that would not be a kind way for you to approach it for yourself. A bath can have so many implications. I just would love you to know how it's helping you or how it's not. You know, video games is another one that is a great distraction, um, an addiction for many. And I remember one of my sons years ago when he was in high school, I mean, he's long past that now, but he would study and have his computer on not for studying, either for music or a video game or something else. And I was always like, it's a distraction. Like he's not studying, he's playing, he's doing this, he's whatever, but he's not studying. He, how can he study? All based on my belief of my personal experience that that wouldn't work for me. I went right into judgment based on what works for me. If I'm studying, I am studying uh, in a very um, non-distracted way is maybe the best way to put it. I get distracted so easily and then my brain has difficulty functioning on the primary task at hand. A sterile environment someone's writing in. Yeah, pretty much. And that works for me. I was in total judgment of my son not acknowledging the possibility that his brain worked different than mine, that that environment that was set up for him was helpful. All based on my belief pattern, all based on my experience of what I think is right. Not kind, not cool. And if I had forced him to stop those other activities, now I did talk to him about them and I did say, hey, I don't see how this could be helping you. He would say it would. I still wouldn't really, to be honest, buy into it or believe it, but I would, I wouldn't make him stop. I wouldn't force him to study how I would have chosen to study. That I'm grateful for, and I'm sure he's grateful for that as well. But it's again, another example like the back. That worked for him. And he knew the benefits of having that environment set up for him. He wasn't ignoring the task at hand. He wasn't looking as a way to put off doing the work. He was actually doing something to enable him to do the work more efficiently and effectively for himself. If I got into a bath in the middle of the day, it would bring my energy down. It would probably frustrate me. I usually get out of the bath less happy than I got in, even if I 
have, you know, a meditation or doing things that were designed to help me. I've yet to experience it helping me. Doesn't mean it can't. But I also know a little bit why I, I don't like the bathroom. <laughs> so that is not going to help me with the situation. Right. I know part of the reason. So I know how to work with it. This is key, knowing how to work with all of the actions and activities you are doing. We're going to go for our next break. I'm not going to miss this one, and I'm not going to be late for it. When we come back to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, we are going to figure out how to wrap all this up. How are we going to bring this together for you so that you have a way of looking at your distractions that will actually help you? that will actually make them something that you can either choose to let go of and know why, or choose to continue to work with, and equally important, to know why. So please join me back on the Inspired Choices Network after we come back from these commercial breaks. I'll be with you soon. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. Distractions. It's such a cool topic. To understand just how distractions was ruling my life has been very empowering. It really has. It has given me so much information about Karen, about what I was choosing to avoid, about what I was afraid to look at about conversations I decided I wasn't going to have for whatever the reasons may be. Distractions were really, wow, I'm hearing the word, my jail keeper. When I would get into a distraction, I would often with some of them lose track of time. I'd get locked into it. These are the ones that I know were more of an addiction. You know, a simple one was on the computer on Facebook, um, Farm Heroes. I was introduced to that, I don't know, I'm going to say about nine years ago. And it was really good that it only um, allowed me to play so many games at a time. <laughs> Because I would sit there forever. And then when the time was up and I could go back and I had more lives, I would go and I'd get back on the computer. Now, I had a line. I didn't cross over in buying anything with it. I didn't buy more lives. I didn't buy any, spend any money on the game. But it was a total addiction. 
And there were times when I beat myself up for it. There was, uh, you know, some of the information I got from some people at one point was that it was evil, that it was evil energy that had me stuck and addicted to playing this game on the computer. You can decide for yourself if that's what you believe or not. Um, I did look at it like that for a little bit. And then I, I, I did recognize that it, for me, it wasn't evil. However, my mind, the, my brain, the, it did like it. It liked, it liked the colors. I didn't play with the sound on because that bugged me. But for some people, the sound, they would like the sound. They'd hear the rewards. They'd see things happening. And it would release different hormones in them. I mean, there truly is that addictive side to all of this. I saw how it was assisting me in avoiding life. I had just moved to a new community. I did not want to be here. I didn't have to go out the door. I could just sit at my computer and ignore. And so much time would go by, so many hours in a day. So here's a task. If you're recognizing you keep going back to something, you keep doing something over and over in the day, make a journal, get a piece of paper, write it down, log. How many hours, minutes, maybe at one time, but it can add up to hours a day are you spending in that distraction? And then is that helping you or is it causing you more stress? The only way you're gonna know about your own distractions is acknowledging them, writing them down, allowing yourself to be honest and are they helpful or are they not? Think of the bath. It's a great example. Right? For so many people, that is a huge contribution to them. For others like me, no. It's it's just not, but I've done it because people said I should. I've done it as a way of thinking, oh, well, maybe I'll, I'll try this again. But I could feel everything in me thinking, no, we don't want to do this. It's up to you to recognize your belief systems. It's up to you to know the thoughts that are holding that belief in place. Only you can decide if it's helping you or not. Only you, from my perspective, have the right to decide if it's helping you or not. And then if you decide it is helping you, cool. Nothing wrong with that. And if you decide later on down the road, whether it's months or years, that wait, no, you know what? I think that this isn't helpful anymore. Then you can change your mind. Don't let anyone tell you that it's wrong to change your mind. You can change your mind as often as you would like. What I ask is that you're changing your mind because it's helping you. Because it's a kindness to you. It's fine to say that you're going to have pasta for dinner. And then your body says to you a little bit later, oh, wait, no. It doesn't want to eat pasta today. 
check in, what would you like? And then realize, no, you know what? We're having chicken. Okay, fine. And if your kids say, but I wanted pasta, you can make chicken still. You have the strength and the ability and the power and the empowerment that you can bring forward all within you. Your distractions can be an amazing guide, an amazing tool for you to know what's working and what's not. They can be such a gift. Just depends on how you want to look at it. Right? It's so cool. When you can come out of the place of being really judgmental, bring it down a few notches to maybe just a little judgmental, you open up that window or that space to see things differently. And then if you can continue to bring that self-judgment down even further, then the gifts become even greater. My gift this morning was recognizing just how far away that desire to be a victim is from my being in my body and my thoughts now. I would not have had that opportunity this morning if I didn't have the experience yesterday. I mean, how brilliant is that? How amazing my body is to tell me how much I've changed. I think it's pretty cool. Now, do I wish you to have the experience I've got right now? No, not at all. But there'll be other ways that your body and your world and what's presenting itself to you will give you this information too. And what if it's never wrong? And then what if it's never right? Now, that is what we're going to talk about next week. The fun of being never wrong and never right. So I hope you'll join me back here on the Inspiring Choices Network for another show of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, when we are going to look at this kind of tricky topic. And until then, I'm sending all of you waves of kindness and know that everything you do to help you from the neck up helps you from the neck down. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.